Hey, welcome back to Divisional Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Stefan. How's it going? And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you didn't hear that incorrectly. We have a new co-host, Stefan Bell. If you haven't been listening to these podcasts before, Stefan has been a guest on the podcast multiple times, and he was a previous play-by-play announcer and all-around media guru for the USPHL's Ogden Mustangs. And he's just recently left in the last month and joined the NHL's Anaheim Ducks. And now he's one of our co-host so welcome to your first co-host episode Stefan. Uh, it's it's uh, awesome to be part of Pigeonhole Hockey still uh, they didn't pay me to say that so not a plug but uh, <laughs> we can maybe use that for some for, for some sponsor spots moving forward but uh, no obviously always appreciate what you guys do and uh, you know it was easy to tag along with a lot of things that you guys did and covered and like I said it's when you find people like that especially in junior hockey it's it's easy to come back and connect and uh like I said, just giving us a platform, our players a platform was always uh, something that we were very appreciative of. And so being able to be part of this, I, again, it's just another one of those things that uh, I just love to be able to you know, take part in. No, and we loved covering the Mustangs all season and, you know, we'll be doing it again next year. And it's just all the teams that we do cover in and not only the USPHL and the Mountain Division, but also the, the EOJHL, the NAHL and the uh, EHL. We just love covering hockey on this, and this is kind of what this is about. And when you did make the announcement that you were leaving for the Anaheim Ducks, one of the first things I I stated, uh, I didn't state it to you. I actually stated it to um, uh, Sebastian. I me and him were chatting after I think a podcast recording, and I was like, "Hey," I said, "I think I might ask Stefan to jump on as a co-host." And he's like, "Oh, that'd be cool." And what really stood out to me was we all recorded an episode in uh, it was around Christmas time. Uh, and it was about building that dream team. Um, yep. I'm not sure which dream team we built, but I think we built um, we we all built dream teams. And what was super cool about that is I don't know if it was on the recording or off the recording, but you talked about rebuilding and rebuilding your list and spending like way more time than you expected to spend on yep. it, like five or six hours. Oh, it um, was all morning. It was all morning. I think we were trying to beat the uh, the Russian team. From 1984. Yes, yes, 19. Uh, I think it was the 1984 Soviet team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it was just one of those things that we got into it. Um, and you start putting names down. You're like, oh, well, I can't leave this guy off. Oh, I can't leave that guy off. Like, and it just kept going <laughs> on and on. And, and honestly, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun <laughs> to, to have that and try to think a little outside the box. And uh, you know, shout out to to my team that I had there. Um, sorry, Wayne, he didn't make mine, but, uh, <laughs> my bias showed quite a bit for, for Mario. So sorry about that. No, that was good. It was interesting. And that's kind of what stood out is exactly that's, that's what me and Sebastian love to do with these episodes and Michelle and, and Ben as well. Same mentality of, uh, her and I did an episode where I think we revisited the 2011 NHL draft. And she was kind of digging into her thought process and how she'd done everything and she's how much time she spent on it. And that's kind of what the people I like to bring on the podcast are the people that, in, in lack of better words, like to geek out on hockey stuff. If you give me a challenge of, hey, let's revisit uh, the 2007 NHL draft and reselect what we think teams should pick or uh, we should build a dream team of all goons. But it's <laughs> still got to be a team that can compete against the current NHL squad. And. All these weird little challenges, you sit there and you're like, your brain starts to go nuts. It's like, oh, this will be good. This will be fun. And 
2011 draft, definitely a good one to kind of go through. There's a lot of big names on there. Oh, it had huge names on that one. That one, that one was a lot of fun. And I, um, I don't know why I chose 2011 at that point. Um, it was just, I, I guess I was just going 10 years back. And I think the next one, when we try to do at some point, I think I'm, I'm thinking 2010, but uh, I know that right now there's so much happening in the hockey world. The NHL playoffs are about to start. The NAHL playoffs are currently underway. The EOJHL playoffs are wrapping up. The USPHL Nationals ended a couple weeks ago. The uh, There's just so much that I'm like these kind of more niche topics as, as the as the summer starts to kick in and there's not a lot of different things happening is when it's super awesome to kind of tie these things and maybe do a mountain division like draft selection for the USPHL. And there's a lot of really cool ideas and always have people going, Ooh, maybe we should do this. And then we do. In fact, we just had Jack Jones, the captain of the, the Ogden Mustangs this season on for an episode with Ben and I, and Ben wanted to do a mascot March madness. And uh, <laughs> that one was a lot of fun. No, uh, it's, it's awesome. Like like I said, you guys covering so much, um, especially in junior hockey, which, you know, hits close to home for me. And, you know, spending the last three years with the Mustangs, uh, you, you see a lot that you wish you had as a player or at least you you do things when you're in those roles to provide for some of these you know players who are at this level. And social media has been a huge part of picking up the slack for individuals. But as a team, that was something for me that I really took a lot of pride in, in making sure that, you know, Ogden kind of stood out in that sense to make sure that we were noticed. But uh, like I said, for, for you guys covering junior hockey the way that you do, where it's, it's not just Ogden, it's not just Northern Colorado, it's not just, um, you know, Sebastian uh, and his team, but uh, it's, there's a lot that you can cover and do, and then you build relationships that way. You yep. know, like I know you guys, I think with uh, Mallards have gotten closer and, you know, other teams as well wanted to join in on this. It's, it's awesome to see. And like I said, to, to do it at this level, it shows kind of just the genuine nature that you guys have and just loving the sport and wanting to see, you know, some of these guys move on and, and perhaps this is a way for them to get noticed by somebody else. So, um, like we were always very appreciative of what you guys did in Ogden, um, especially myself, Kenny, Nick, uh, the players. And, you know, you guys do things the right way. So it's it's easy to want to be part of that. Yeah, and that's the way we want to keep it. Uh, like we've talked on previous podcasts where there's been a, at least two attempts to kind of acquire the podcast. <laughs> and uh, we – we're really not interested in that. We we talk about we have the podcast because we enjoy talking about hockey and yeah, it mostly is junior hockey at this point. But we'll still talk the NHL. We'll still talk every other the you know these pro leagues like the PHF and such. So we'll talk about pro hockey, but it's just nowhere near as often. And if we are talking pro hockey now, it's usually because we're talking pro hockey with someone in the junior hockey world. So. If, uh, like I think any of you listeners next week, we should have the NHL bracket episode that will be dropping on Cinco de Mayo, but we'll probably be recording at the first day of the playoffs. And it's going to be, I believe me, Sebastian, and I won't name the junior player yet. Um, uh, but we're, we're going to have a, a, one of the guests that was on previously, if we can arrange the, the proper timings and get them involved and, and the three of us kind of do our bracket challenge and and see where that goes. And uh, it's always a fun conversation and I'm always miserably wrong. Uh, so 
you know, it, it'll be fun to see how wrong I am this year. But uh, I will guarantee you that the Buffalo Sabres will not win the Stanley Cup. I can guarantee that. It's it's tough. I um I wish I could redo the bracket a little bit going back to January. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we here in Anaheim will not be going to the playoffs either, which is a little tough. But, uh, you know, it's still fun to see and still uh, see some of these guys who are going on, like watching Calgary. Um, oh, yeah. They are they could be a very dangerous team you know, going into the playoffs and the Pacific division I think they've had, a, they've had it a little bit tougher. I think the last couple of years, as far as kind of maybe being overhyped and then they get in the playoffs and, you know, NHL playoffs are a different, you know, beast. Like it takes a lot to be able to get to that, to the end. And you can win a president's trophy. You'd be great all year. You know, Florida is looking pretty unbeatable right now, but you face a team and you got to beat them four times. That's pretty impossible most times. And, um, you know, like I said, Calgary, I think, is a real dark horse there. Are they on the outside looking in right now? There's man. And the Canucks, are the Canucks still making that push with Bruce Boudreaux uh, at the helm? You know, they were, but I know with L.A. They, they've lost like, the last couple, yeah. Yeah, it got a little bit tougher for them. Vancouver's still in it. They're two points out. Vegas is right in front of them. And Robin Leonard's got rolled out the rest of the year. Yeah, and, and Canucks, I mean, a team that didn't have – wasn't supposed to be here <laughs> – when Bruce Boudreaux took the helm, but look at what he has done with Vancouver. Unreal. Oh, it's, it's been crazy to see. Well, it's funny for, for Boudreaux, like his name in the USPHL has come up quite a bit. Um, obviously being the yeah. owner of not one, but now two teams um, and one being very successful in the uh, Minnesota Blue Ox and the Hershey Bears in their first year, you know, able to play great venue. They had a lot of talent and they just played in a tough division. Yeah. You know, having his footprint heavily in the in the junior realm and not only just in juniors, but in the USPHL for us was very exciting. And then being able to play the Blue Ox in November in Boston, uh, that was even more exciting for us to to know that we were playing against a guy who, you know, we've seen him at the highest level that you can go in hockey. And, uh, you know, obviously he's doing good things now. In Vancouver turning the ship around and, you know, hopefully they'll get into the playoffs here. We loved covering all that stuff. So there's no point where we're not just going to cover this or that. And, you know, we do want to get, you know, more in the coverage of like as, as the, you know, women's hockey gets more attention as it should. We definitely want to be heavily involved with that. We just love covering hockey and that's, you know, keeping the integrity of the podcast and keeping it open to most of those who want to talk. And I will say most, we don't open it up to everyone. <laughs> uh, we do a little bit of research when, when people reach out to make sure that uh, it's somebody we'd want to have on the podcast, because that's always important as well. We love having guests. I mean, that's, it's so awesome to learn about these teams, these leagues, these players, and to give them that, that avenue. And, and it gets noticed, and that's what's great. You know, yeah, the couple of attempts have been acquired, and we're working on a, a couple other opportunities at the moment of uh, organizations that have reached out. And so we'll explore what that looks like and go from there. But we, even just to get the permission from Hockey TV to post videos was a was a big deal for a podcast of this size because this podcast makes zero dollars. It's just me spending money, <laughs> and. <laughs> You know, if, if you want to have like the game downloads for the video rights and everything, that's something uh, I wouldn't be able to justify to my spouse spending money on. And <laughs> so, you know, we, we got the permission for pictures like that was pretty easy to get permission for pictures. And we would tell people, hey, there's a great play and this is the video time. And we post a picture 
And yeah. That's all we could do. But I reached back out to Hockey TV months ago and initially got the, yeah, sorry, it was the decline, right? And then I got a message, I think it was like a day later from someone higher up in Hockey TV uh, that said, we saw your message come in. And my guess is they at least listen to the podcast a bunch of times, know what we talk about, know what we post. And with highlighting what these kids do via Hockey TV, it's a really good thing for Hockey TV to have this stuff shared and for people to see what's available. Because I didn't know Hockey TV existed when I was a Mustangs fan. Um, until I saw a post, I'm like, wait, I can watch Mustangs games at home. <laughs> you know, so, and that's a big deal for me. People don't know it, it's becoming more common knowledge in, in the hockey world. But your general hockey fan, I mean, hockey parents probably for the most part know, hockey teams know, but your junior hockey fan for the most part doesn't realize why there's cameras in the rink right now, outside of maybe something for the team. Uh, and the second they find out, like they have hockey TV, I was at an Ogden Mustangs game last year. And I couldn't see what happened. I'm like, oh, that was insane. So I went onto my phone because I had the Hockey TV app. I rewinded it and I watched it. And the guy next to me is like, where are you seeing that from? I'm like, oh, it's on Hockey TV. He's like, and you just can watch the game back live. I'm like, yeah, I just rewinded the thing to see what happened right there. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I'm downloading that. Like, no, no idea. Had no idea Hockey TV was a thing. And immediately right there, they got another customer because he's like, yeah, when I, I can't get the away games. I didn't know I could watch it on TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And it just yeah. helps grow the fan base. And it's really good for hockey TV. It's really good for junior teams because now I'm getting, you know, as a hockey fan, you know, I can watch the games in Northern Colorado. I can watch the games in Pueblo and follow my team when they're away. And that's part of hockey fandom that grows a bigger, stronger fan base. And it gets the kids the attention. Yeah, I know. Hockey TV has done a really good job, too, of, making sure that it's not just something to where like there's a stream on um, and, and this takes coordination with the leagues as well and, and getting the buy-in from a lot of the teams on the back end, but having a standard to also make sure that you're not just getting a stream, uh, but you're getting a good quality stream too, that you can go back yeah. and watch and use. So uh, big shout out to them and what, what they did for Ogden and for the rest of the USPHL. And, and, and really they go all the way, I think up to the AHL. So they yeah. cover pro hockey, junior hockey. Uh, I know they do, you know, 18 AAA. We watch a lot of games, 16. They go all the way down. So yeah. uh, being able to provide a platform like that for, for hockey overall is, is huge. And I think they even do some uh, semi-pro games and stuff like that. Or they, they, they do major, like, tournaments that, you know, like firefighters versus police and whatnot. So it's really, like, uh, it, it's awesome to see coverage like that. And really, like, hockey is one of those sports that, you can go year round. You don't really see it in the summer so much, but you know, it's not as popular as watching, you know, football, basketball, baseball, like especially in the high school kind of realm, just because uh, sports like that here in the States, it's uh, it really takes over and it dominates a lot of that attention. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Not, not at all. It's just that for, for people like us who are, you know, avid hockey watchers or viewers, we want to see that stuff. And uh, so to be able to have a platform like that to go to, uh, you know, I think it's it's very important. But uh, yeah, no, same same with with us. We reached out to Hockey TV for a docu series, um, and Ogden X Media and their their guys Warren Jimmy who kind of led that. They were they were huge in providing a lot of the background stuff for us to use. And once we got the okay, it, it took off and made it even better to kind of see some of that stuff where the players were breaking down some of their own footage 
and then you got to see what they were talking about. Um, yeah. Being able to utilize that is, is huge. And then, you know, highlight films, game films, it made life a lot easier for a lot of us, for sure. It's a great product. I'm in love with it. I've been in love with it since the day I discovered it. And it just allows such a platform. And for us, being able to share the videos on Twitter has been absolutely huge because we're able to actually say – uh, we don't have to do the highlight episodes anymore where we sit there and try to describe the play for the fans, which were actually very popular episodes. Yep. But now people can see them as we download them. And I always try to give it a little bit of a gap so that people go out there and watch the games and such. But I'll like pull up one specific like six second clip of a, a wild goal or a wild save, as I just did for the Northeast Generals, Colin DeYoung was just a brick wall in their their first playoff game against the Titans, stopping 52 of 53 and transforming like a robot with his left leg pad and, and glove to just rob an attacker. And I can show it in my case because I'm sleeping there in most of these games. I can show it in real time once I watch it. And I'm like, yeah, that was the best play of the game. That's the one I'm going to highlight. Um, that's the one I'm just going to share a six-second clip of and, and talk about how they advanced or, and, and, and give that kid that additional attention as again, players and coaches and and staff definitely pay attention to podcasts. I get people who reach out and, you know, they want to know if I know certain stuff about a player or if players are like, hey, do you know anything about this team? I'm thinking about going to this team. I always start off with I'm not the expert. I just I just cover this stuff. But the people are interested in, in what we have to say about about teams and and our thoughts on specific players and I just say, you know, watch the video, uh, you know, if, if you want to, you know, I can highlight this kid in terms and speaks of like, I think this kid's a great, you know, insert goalie, insert forward, whatever defenseman. But yeah, definitely make sure you pay attention to these games. See, see what's happening there. And that's why I stopped because I'm not an advisor. I'm not a I'm not a scout. Uh, I'm just like I said, an overzealous hockey fan that is obsessed with the, the sport and yeah, it's great. It's a great tool to use. And hopefully everyone will be listening to this as, as as the seasons wind down here. I've gotten, I think I'm I'm approaching 70 saves and 70 goals <laughs> um, that I've ranked from 1 wow. to 70. Um, <laughs> Which each. means you, you probably watched like over 500 clips trying to see everything. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it adds up. Make, make sure... Yeah, pay pay respects here to to Chris and the crew because uh, no no chance he only watched seventy goals and seventy saves. Yeah, it, I watch the games. I love I love catching this stuff, and that's why I, from the games I'm definitely paying attention to for the teams I monitor and follow, like the Mustangs. The Mustangs I watch the games through fully, but a lot of these teams that we coordinate with, I try to watch as much of the game as possible. But sometimes weeks get crazy. I just watch the goals, and I always tell every team just point out saves if if you know one of your attendees made a wild save you gotta let me know because i'm probably didn't catch it unless i just happened at that moment to have that game on and notice it it's much, much easier when you have a couple sets of eyes doing that stuff so now like i said we uh i certainly appreciate it i know a lot of the players appreciate it so uh you know don't stop watching all 500 clips keep going through them Oh no, I'm 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 in love with the clips. I'm in love with watching these things. It's great with these long flights as we're going around Europe for things. I sit there and I watch hockey clips and make sure I take the right documentation to compare them because I even double check myself with these too. And that's that's how much, like I said, you and I and and Sebastian and Michelle and Ben love the sport. 
is I will sit there and I will verify, like, I've forgotten about that save, like, Patrick Corburn made in October. I don't remember it. I read it on my notes, and I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a great save. But when I start comparing it with all these other saves throughout the year, I'm like, okay, no, that save's incredible compared yeah. to these other saves. And it's just because it happened so early in the season, and you you just tune away from it. So I'm like, no, I have to verify that my my one through 70 is accurate. So I'm going to, Oh no, I have to sit here on this four hour flight to Madrid and watch all these clips and take notes on what happened on these clips. And I can see people just like looking at, cause it was a Finnish flight too. So the Finnish were definitely interested in what I was watching. And so it got some extra eyes on it and there you go. Hockey TV, you're getting some extra eyes on it here too, but people were super interested. And I just, I'm like, no, I really want to know. I've made the right calls on clips. And that's what I do. And I guarantee when I start dropping these videos as the top 70 saves, top 70 goals of the year so that eyes can stay on these players throughout the summer, as some of them may not have signed at that point. It's it's cool. I, I like highlighting what these what these uh, these athletes are doing. And and if you're listening to this whole episode and me, why not about that? But, uh, you know, send me clips, send me notes. So I've had people now finally reaching out over the last couple months saying, hey, check out this clip. Uh, this was back in November from a game like my brother was in or my son was in, you know, coaches reaching out. Hey, check out this clip from our game on two nights ago. It's amazing. Watch this goal. And so that's what I love to hear. I love hearing that. And I love the interaction because I will watch it and I will, they might not know about it right away, but it's definitely in my clip pile and it will get the attention it deserves. Now you've, like I said, you've, you've left the Mustangs. You had wild ride there. You know, it's, it's going to be weird not hearing you use the voice of the Mustangs after the last couple of years and seeing whatever happens with that. But it's going to be great having you as a co-host here. And yeah, so you've done this whole transition now with the Ducks. And uh, did you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, you know, it's like I said, I, I love Ogden. Being back here home now has been great. And I certainly missed home. But as I've told a lot of people, it's the people, not the place. And uh, I've certainly missed a lot of the people in Ogden. So if you're listening, big shout out to everybody. Truly some of the best people, best fans that you could ever come across overall, I think, in hockey. Just people who want to be active and part of your life and want to support you and, and love to see you know the game on the ice. So uh, that was always pretty special in Ogden, having that support, not only for the team, the players, but for the staff, for anybody who volunteered, just for each other, for the city. It was it was a pretty special place for sure. And so it made it, I think, even better because we played in an awesome facility. We played in a, in a beautiful location or northern Utah. Had a lot of history with the Olympics, but uh, filling that place up and getting everybody inside and getting that place loud, it was uh, it was crazy. And so, um, you know, now what I thought was crazy and then getting here, you know, to Anaheim and, you know, getting that first game in, it was against Dallas. I'm standing there and, you know, you're wearing your your suit and you have all your credentials and everything. And, and I'm just kind of looking down from the press box. Like, I'm really like, this is really like work now. Like that was, it was a very overwhelming feeling for me, you know, my whole life. I never really had a one particular job, but all I ever wanted to do or be part of was uh, just to be in the NHL. And it didn't really matter what that looked like. I just, I, I knew that's where I wanted to be. Um, I didn't think it was going to be so soon, especially after getting to Ogden only in 2019. But, uh, you know, a, a lot of hard work there, a lot of support, a lot of people believing in me and continuing to pour into my life. And 
I think that's why I look at it now as just getting to this moment. It means a lot for myself and for my family and my close friends. And, you know, I, I know people like you, the podcast, uh, getting to know each other, seeing people achieve their dreams means a lot to a lot of people. But I've gotten to the point now in life where you have to continuously reinvest back into the sport, back into other people, back into those who helped you get to where you are. And, and that's not just for hockey. That's just kind of part of life. And so I'm very appreciative and very grateful for sure. And I, I wake up every morning knowing that, man, I'm about to drive over to Honda Center. Like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, commute <laughs> sucks. You know, there's a lot of traffic, but I enjoy every second of it because I know I get to do something I truly, truly love. And, uh, you know, it's cliche when people say you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. That is so accurate. It's unbelievable. So like I said, just seeing those moments kind of come up and you think like, maybe I'll get there someday. Well, it's like, it's here. Like you're, you're in it now. So it's, it's been a crazy month. It's sad that we're not going to the playoffs this year. Um, I know a lot of people feel that way and, you know, a lot of people wish they could change it. So it's, it's tough, but we're working towards the future and uh, seeing kind of, the way things are ran behind the scenes. I thought I'd be pretty tired after the last year, year and a half, two years of just kind of every day, kind of grinding, doing stuff and trying to get a lot of things accomplished for, for the Mustangs. But you get to that level and you see all the people you're around and they're basically like an all-star cast from anybody at the level I just came from. And it really rejuvenates you and gives you a lot of motivation. And, um, you know, it's like you said, it's, it's been awesome every single day. There's you have your hard moments, but it's a lot of learning. Um, but if you do your job well and, you know, you, you put your foot forward and you're you're very honest in your approach, I, I think you should have nothing but success in, in what you do. And, you know, there's a lot of people in Anaheim who have been there for a long time. And that's reassuring for me, too, because I never like want to work another day, not in the NHL. I'm pretty set on that. So. It's uh, like I said, it's something that every day I'm just incredibly blessed to be part of. And uh, I, I want to keep paying that forward. No, that's awesome. And, and you are you're living the actual dream. You know, eight year old you would be very proud. And <laughs> now you just got to make 80 year old you very proud. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we got, we got some years for sure. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was never the astronaut like I thought I wanted to be when I was eight. But the NHL was also on my list of things, and uh, it ended up being the number one as time went on. So it's, I'll take that over going to space. I'll leave that up to Elon and gang. <laughs> you now live in that dream, and it's super exciting, and don't let it go. And it, I think it's good for people to hear that the USPHL, the EHL, uh, the NAHL, EOJHL, they all leave that opportunity to – hone your skills not only as a hockey player but for staff uh that would like to go on to the next level you know whether you're in the broadcasting or the the behind the scenes media whatever your position is within within an organization there's always a chance to develop that skill set and advance in your career and that's what you've done leaving the usphl for the nhl yeah no like i said it's uh definitely dream come true and Something that came to mind that, you know, I don't have these golden nuggets of advice or anything like that. At least I don't think I do. Not yet. I haven't earned it. I haven't earned my stripes. But uh, <laughs> I think one thing for certain that I've picked up on that has been made mention to me or been put at the forefront of kind of my thoughts is that everyone's always watching. 
everyone's always looking. They're looking for that kind of next generation. They're looking for that young talent that might not be recognized. So, you know, for those of you who are listening, um, you know, guys who are in junior hockey, guys at any level, people are always watching. And I didn't realize that all the time. I just kind of got like used to what I do. And uh, it was a certain way of, you know, whether it be social media, whether it be the broadcast, whether it be any of that stuff, people are always listening and uh, or they're always looking for something. If your name comes across, you'd be surprised to know just how often when you tweet something, it gets seen by a lot of people. So (laughs) whether it be good or bad, uh, teams definitely know what's going on. So, you know, just keep that as kind of like fuel for the fire. You know, when you're training for something in the offseason or if you're trying to learn a new skill, you know, in the long run, the grand scheme of things, I didn't think that graphic design was going to be something I really cared about until I did. And it was one of the biggest things that helped me kind of get to this point in my life. So um, whenever you have those opportunities, lean into it for sure, because you never know what it's going to do, you know, five years from when you started doing that. And I literally started doing that five years later. I am fortunate enough to say that I'm with the Anaheim Ducks. So um, everybody's got a different route to getting to where they want to be, but everyone has that opportunity. Like I said, make sure that that every day, and it's hard to say this um, when you're not there or believe in it when you're not there, but just seriously, every day, just chip away, work, continue to grind, and you know it'll pay off for sure. No, and I think that's really good advice to end on. And I think anyone that listened to the last week's podcast with Jared Becker of the Austin Bruins, who's actually an Anaheim Ducks fan, uh, was also pointing out to a lot of players is everyone's watching. Yep. Um, and and you, you, you've got to be aware of that. The, the players are watching. The staff is watching. I think he mentioned he's like, yeah, obviously we're, we're part team, different coaching staffs, different entities reach out to us to talk about our players. He's like, but what people also sometimes forget about is we've been reached out to about opposing players. How do they interact with your players? How do they interact with your staff? Should we be concerned anything with this player? How does this, they want to know, like you might not realize that the away staff is going to be asked about you. So having that awareness and knowing that everyone is watching is really, really good advice. Yeah, no, it's it's important, too, because it's easy to kind of be lost or caught up in the moment, right? Like, I've been there plenty of times where you get frustrated, you get upset with maybe a call not going your way, or you get upset with something not going the way that you kind of anticipated or hoped for, but you got to still make the most of it. And, uh, you know, it shows a lot of your character, too. And like I said, it's it's a constant learning, being where I'm at now in life, being, being this old now, where I can really take that to heart think about it it's like okay like you know you really get one shot at this and uh you know don't don't lose sight uh, of what you want to do or or those goals and it may not be playing the sport you know some people their their clock runs out faster than others but uh it's one of those things that doesn't mean that the sport is giving up on you maybe you just got to go a different route with that and that seems to be the case for a lot of people i've been fortunate enough to cross paths with with and and meet in the last couple years that they're still very involved and they still still very much want this sport to continue to grow. And, you know, talking with some of the people in the office now, they're looking for ways to be innovative and continue to grow the sport. And so, um, you know, everyone has their footprint somewhere on it, but uh, don't don't lose sight of, you know, the ultimate goal of the NHL is where you want to be. Man, like it, it's on you to get there. 
for sure. And you just have to be able to put in the work. And like I said, some routes are a little bit more difficult than others, obviously playing being probably at the top, but there's, there's a lot of avenues there and there's a lot of ways to get there. So just, you know, continue to work and make sure you're, you're doing the right thing every day to kind of work for that. That's awesome advice. And I know that the, uh, the Ogden Mustangs faithful will definitely miss uh, you at the rink. We'll miss your calls on hockey TV and it's, it's going to be a different Ogden Mustangs without Stefan Bell. That's for sure. Like I said, I, I'm very appreciative of my time there. And like I said, uh, Ogden's a second home for me for sure. So I look forward to the the next wave, the, the new uh, guard, if you will. But uh, like I, like I told everybody when I left, I hope they do a better job than I did. And they go even further in, in hockey than, than myself. And, and that's just kind of the way it's been in Ogden. Just, you know, next man up. And they, they tend to go a little bit further and do a little bit better. So that's about um, what I hope for. And uh, if I can help in any way, you know, glad to be part of that. It, it'll be interesting to see how it moves forward in Ogden. And we'll be very interested to see how you continue to advance in your, your roles, Anaheim Ducks. But it'll be even more interesting for us here to see you advance as a co-host of the Pigeon Hockey Podcast, because that's what we're most excited about here. Yeah, and, uh, I'm the uh, organizational chart here at Pigeon Hockey. Oh, it's 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 pretty easy. Uh, if any of us can actually find the pigeon, that is the ultimate. That's the, it's pigeon hockey. So it's, you know, it's I, like uh, catching the golden snitch, right, in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> you get it, you win. <laughs> exactly, because uh, I'm very excited to geek out with you in the future on who knows the 2008 NHL entry draft or building a list of left-handed shots. We don't know what's going to happen. And we do also want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHH official to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. This was the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast with Chris and Stefan. We'll see you guys later. And remember, always clear your crease.